What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez, and today it is just me again. I'm riding solo, but we have so much to get through because the NFL season is finally here. I am so, so pumped. I couldn't be more stoked. Football, the offseason is too long. The NFL offseason is way too long, but we finally made it, and there's a couple things that I'm going to get into today. We're going to be talking about some fantasy football stuff, and then we're going to go through every game and give, I'm going to give my prediction on who I think is going to come out on top of all the week one games. There's so, so many good matchups, plus week one's always unpredictable every year. Every year we see upsets, every year we see things happen, so it's really tough to predict what we think will happen. Um, but that's what I'm going to do here today. I'm going to go through all my week one predictions and I'm going to give my stardoms and sit some of my favorite uh, matchups for fantasy football heading into week one. Um, obviously, last night we had the Lions and Chiefs game, which kicked off the season, which was a really, really good game. The Lions ended up winning by one. I'll get into that in a little bit once I start with my predictions. But before that, we're going to start with fantasy football so far. I'm going to give five players in the stardom category and the sit category five guys who i think have favorable matchups guys who i like and five guys who i think have unfavorable matchups things that i'm not really sold on yet guys i wouldn't want to put in my starting lineup and if i had to i wouldn't be super super confident in that um and we're gonna get right into it right now we're gonna start with my starts five guys so i really like their matchups this week i think they could really surprise people or have really solid weeks five guys here we go starting with Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Bucks. They're going against the Vikings this week. And I like this matchup. And it's interesting because a lot of people are not super, super sold on any Buck Buccaneer receiver this week. Just because we don't know what this team's going to look like without Tom Brady. Obviously, now they have Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. And we haven't seen a whole lot from Baker Mayfield throughout his career. But the interesting thing for me here is I think this is going to be a very... This could be a high-scoring game, right? I'm not a huge fan of either of these defenses. I think there's going to be a lot of passing involved. Baker Mayfield isn't the best at throwing the ball downfield, and I think that's why this is going to favor a slot receiver like Chris Godwin. I don't even mind Mike Evans. Obviously, he's not the he's going to be doing a lot, probably a lot more deeper routes. I don't even mind Mike Evans this week, and I'm not even the biggest Mike Evans guy, but I don't even mind him this week, but I'm focused on Chris Godwin. I think as a slot receiver here, we're going to see him get a ton of targets. This Minnesota defense is better than last year. They're going to be better. They revamped, new coordinator. Um, but I feel like they're still moving parts, right? I, I feel like they're still trying to get settled in and figure things out. Week one, I making some mistakes. The slot receiver, Chris Godwin, getting open because um, that's what he's good at. And I could see him racking in some targets here. So Chris Godwin is a guy that I, I enjoy his matchup this week. And I actually have him in one of my leagues, but... Um, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be put into my flex spot because I'm a fan of of of, of the matchup this week. I think Chris Godwin could really kind of take advantage of this situation um, because we all know Baker Mayfield. He's no Tom Brady, not even close. But when it comes to Baker Mayfield, I think he's gonna favor a slot receiver like Chris Godwin. And with the matchup, I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be a fast paced game. I think we're going to see Chris Godwin have a decent amount of points. And again, for all of these, I'm not saying these guys are going to go off for 25 plus. I just think these guys are, these are all guys that are kind of like, oh, should I start? Should I sit? And I'm saying, yeah, start these guys. They're going to get you a decent amount of points and they're going to, they're going to help fill that void in your lineup. 
So that's how I feel about Chris Godwin. I, I think Chris Godwin is going to have a solid game today, or today, on Sunday, against the Minnesota Vikings. Next is an interesting one. I got Cortland Sutton. So Cortland Sutton is an interesting one because I was contemplating actually putting him on this list or not. Um, but I ended up doing it for the main reason of Jerry Judy not being there. And when Jerry Judy's not there, because it looks like Jerry Judy's not going to be there because he got hurt, obviously he's recovering. Um, if Jerry Judy's not there, Cortland Sutton is the bona fide wide receiver one for the Broncos. And I'm a fan of this revamped offense with Sean Payton, which is really the only revamp part, really. Um, but I think that's a massive upgrade from what they had last season. And I am I'm excited to see what Cortland Sutton can do without Jerry Judy. Now a lot of the focus is gonna be on Cortland Sutton, but he's a talented receiver. I think Russell Wilson can find him. And I think again, not a massive game, but I think Cortland Sutton is gonna prove that he could be he could be a, a good wide receiver. The biggest part for me is, is is Sean Payton. I'm a big Sean Payton fan. And I think without Jerry Judy. They're going to rely on Cortland Sutton a lot. There's been a lot of positive reports about Cortland Sutton coming out of training camp. Um, so they're going against the Raiders with a weak secondary. I think we could see Sean Payton expose that, rely on Cortland Sutton against that uh, weak Raiders secondary and, and involve him in the game plan a little bit. So it's an interesting one because obviously last year, Cortland Sutton, we thought we, we, we thought we were going to see a lot more from the Broncos as a whole, um, and we didn't, but... I think we're going to start seeing something with this new offense with Sean Payton. Um, and I think we're going to see Cortland Sutton have a solid game. I think we're going to see him get his points. So against the Raiders, not a good secondary. Just not a good defense, really, in general. The, the uh, front line is not bad. But um, I think we could see Cortland Sutton expose the secondary, get involved in the game plan, really, and really rack up targets. So Cortland Sutton is my second start uh, this week. Now we'll move on to my third, David Njoku. Tied end. Uh, he's the only tight end on my start list. And again, like I said, I could have a lot of guys on each, but I'm just condensing them um, to my f- top five favorites. And I may do something different as the season goes on, but right now I'm just going five starts, five sits. Uh, my favorite guys. And David Njoku falls on this list. Listen, I'm a, D- I'm a big David Njoku fan. Um, last season, I had him on my team. Um, and one of my teams, and he, he was just, obviously you're not, you're not getting a ton from your tight ends in fantasy, unless you have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, um, even like TJ Hawkinson, but David Njoku is a guy that I'm starting to trust a lot. I think he's extremely talented. Um, I think he's a very solid receiver and I think we're going to see him and Deshaun Watson, um, have a decent connection because last season when Deshaun Watson came in for the final couple games. David Njoku had two games with 14-plus points, one of them with 18. And there was a couple in there where he didn't have great games. But I think as a tight end like that, with Deshaun Watson still trying to get back, um, I think we could see David Njoku kind of be the security blanket uh, for Deshaun Watson this game. Starts to lean on him a little bit. um, Because we still need to see more from Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I have faith in him. I actually do. I... He's my QB1 in one of my leagues. I don't even have a backup. Like, I'm, I'm riding with Deshaun Watson in one of my leagues. Um, and it's a risk, but I'm a, I, I believe, I'm a believer in Deshaun Watson. 
but obviously he's still coming back. I mean, last year he didn't look great, uh, but he, he took such a, a long time off that what do you really expect? I It's honestly impressive that he didn't look worse, I feel like. I feel like after taking that much time off, he really didn't look ridiculously terrible for the amount of time that he took off. So, again... With a, with a talented quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And, and, this, and the Bengals have a solid defense, so I could see, you know, with Deshaun Watson going against a solid overall defense. Security blanket, David Njoku, dump it off, dump it off. couple targets here. I could see David Njoku hitting double-digit points for sure this week um, and being a valuable tight end uh, to start the season off. So David Njoku is my third start. Number four, I got Khalil Herbert. Running back, Chicago Bears going against the Green Bay Packers divisional game, rivalry game. I'm a fan of Khalil Herbert. I know, I'm saying I'm a fan of all these guys. I'm a fan of Khalil Herbert because the the biggest reason for that is every time, it seemed like every time David Montgomery was out, was injured, went down, whatever, last season or, or seasons prior, since Khalil Herbert really became the uh, RB2, Khalil Herbert produced every time. He might even be better than David Montgomery. Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert totally produced when he got his time to shine, and they're making, they're making it out that he's RB1. He's the RB1 here, and I know they have a couple guys that they might kind of you know uh, shuffle between but Khalil Herbert's the number one here I mean I fully expect him to start the game and have the most dominant amount of action from this backfield um but like I said Khalil Herbert produces he does every time he gets in there and I could see him start I could see him having a very solid overall season but starting the year against kind of a suspect Packers defense I don't think the Packers their run defense wasn't great last year they allowed lots of yards to running backs. I think it's a fine matchup for Khalil Herbert here. And and this Bears team is run-based. They are run, and I know they shot DJ Moore, which is a great addition for Justin Fields to help him out because I'm not sold on Justin Fields as a passer yet. He's a fantastic runner, but I'm not sold on him as a passer. But this is a run-based team. Justin Fields is going to be running. And Khalil Herbert's going to be running. They're both going to be running. And I think Khalil Herbert will get a decent amount of looks, a decent amount of touches here. He's the RB1. I expect the Bears to use him like that. Um, so against, with this matchup against the Packers, I think he could be a pretty valuable flex option this week at least. Um, in week one, yeah, I, I, I think he could be a valuable flex option this week. In most leagues, I think... Khalil Herbert can get can get things done. He'll get the touches. He's a he'll, he, he's a bruiser. Um, so I'm a fan of Khalil Herbert this week. He's my fourth start. Now my final start. Let me get a sip of water. Hold on. <clears throat> my final start is I got Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, like I said earlier when I was talking about Chris Godwin. This is going to be a, okay, this is a pass-heavy offense, just in general. This team passes a lot. They have uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, the, uh, the addition of Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. This team, and even Alexander Madison can get involved in the pass game, although he, he's a very solid running back, which I 
he's somebody I target in lots of leagues. If you have Alexander Madison this year, I think that's a really solid pick. Um, this is a pass-heavy offense. They like to pass the ball. They like to let. They like to air it out. And like I said, when I was talking about Chris Godwin, I think this this game is going to be pass-heavy. I think it's going to be a very pass-heavy game. Um, at least, at least for the Vikings. They're going to be passing a lot, but I think this is going to be a very high-scoring, high-tempo game, which leads to lots of passes. Now, the issue here is that uh, the the Vikings could jump out to a pretty early lead and then start running and running and running just because the Bucks aren't that great. But I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Like I said, I think it's going to be high-scoring. I think the Vikings are going to win this game by a touchdown or two, but um, I think it's going to be an interesting a very high tempo game and that's where Kirk Cousins comes in that's what he does best to be honest I mean Kirk Cousins has a receiving core he likes to air the ball out and against a pretty bland Buccaneers defense and secondary I mean I'm not sold on that at all and you got the best receiver in football you might have the best player okay well Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football but at least fantasy wise you have the best receipt you have the best player in football and that's Justin Jefferson I think I can see Kirk Cousins having a fantastic game. Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, not fantasy-wise, just top 10. He's a top 10 quarterback. I mean, probably fantasy-wise too. But he doesn't get a lot of the respect that he deserves. Kirk Cousins can let the ball fly. And I expect him to do that. So Kirk Cousins, stardom, my final stardom. Those are my top five starts this week with favorable matchups guys i think you're gonna have good week so we'll come back to this next week and see how i did um but let's move on to my five sit-ems guys who i'm not super sold yet don't love the matchup starting with aaron Rodgers, monday night football bills jets this will be an interesting game i think the game's gonna be great i have a lot of confidence in aaron Rodgers and the jets I have tons of confidence, and I honestly think they're going to win the game. I do. But for me, I'm going to need a little time before I can believe that Aaron Rodgers is a effective QB1 in fantasy football. I just need to see a little bit. And if I had to risk starting Aaron Rodgers one week and I didn't know about the situation yet going against the bills defense isn't the week to do it the bills have a very good defense and for me when it comes to aaron Rodgers, like i said i'm aaron Rodgers, and rogers most talented quarterback in the history of the game mahomes is coming for that title though but aaron Rodgers, you know he is who he is the jets are an amazing team this year with the addition of Aaron Rodgers and the great defense and the great offensive weapons with the great offensive line. I mean, the Jets are great all around. It's just too early for me to be like, you could start Aaron Rodgers with confidence just for fantasy purposes. I need to see a little more before I want to say that Aaron Rodgers can be a, a valuable quarterback one in fantasy. But going against the Bills, who are a tough defense to go against week one with a new team, I would lay off Aaron Rodgers for the week and kind of let – just see how things play out. Just see how things play out with Aaron Rodgers, with the Jets, how it goes. Going against a tough defense, I would just see how things play out first. 
I wouldn't feel super, super comfortable. Obviously, with the lack of rushing upside, and Aaron Rodgers can make up for that, and he has before. But, like I've been saying, I just think it's too early for me to start Aaron Rodgers with confidence, so he's a sit for me this week, just to, just to see how things play out. Next, I have DeAndre Swift. Uh, so the Eagles are going against the Patriots. And the biggest thing for me is just how crowded this backfield is, you know. And I think DeAndre Swift will get the most action or can get the most action. But it's tough for me to trust somebody who's in such a strong and prominent committee backfield. The Eagles are... The Eagles can run the ball. We've seen it. But for me, it's just tough to rely on a guy. And DeAndre Swift, the good, and, and, and the good thing about DeAndre Swift is he is involved in the passing game. At least he was with the Lions, and I'm assuming he's going to take on a similar role. And I honestly think he's probably going to get the most snaps. Um, I think he's the most talented back that they have. But it's, it's another case of it's just too early. It's too early. I haven't seen anything from this backfield. I don't know what to expect. I don't know the uh, the the snap count that they're each going to have, um, how they're going to split the snaps. I don't know that, and it's too early for me to say you could start DeAndre Swift with confidence. DeAndre Swift is very talented, but we know – I mean, that could have just been how the Lions used him, but we know he's not the most consistent, and it's going to be tough for me to put him in – putting him in one of my starting lineups – which is what we have so far, what we know. Um, so again, I, he's another guy that I would just take a week off of, just to let, just to see how things play out with the backfield. Um, and to top it off, they're going against the Patriots, who have a very salt, very good run defense. Um, that doesn't help him at all. So, DeAndre Swift is someone I'm laying off of this week if I have him in any of my leagues. Next, I have James Cook. I'm not super high on James Cook at all in general. I think he's good. Just for fantasy purposes, not super, super sold on James Cook yet. Um, it's tough to – the Jets have such a dominant defense. They have a really good secondary, which is a case for my, people might say they have an amazing secondary. They're going to feed James Cook. True. But they're also very, very dominant up front. So it's a really tough one to predict. I don't know what the Bills' game plan coming into this is going to be. But we know that the Bills don't run the ball a lot anyways. They just don't. They don't run the ball a lot. And going against a tough defense like the Jets, week one, it's tough for me to trust James Cook here. Now, you might be in a situation where you have to you have to play James Cook because he's, he was a relatively high pick. He was probably picked in like seventh round, maybe sixth round. You might be in a place where you have to start him at RB2, which I hope not, or your flex. I'm just, I don't, I don't think he's going to have that great of a game. I'm not super high on James Cook this week. Um, again, implemented in the Bills offense. I just don't think the Bills are going to be running the ball all that much this year. They will be at times, but. I'm not sold on James Cook this week. Not super high on him for the year, but he's definitely a guy that I would sit um, this week going against a 
tough uh a tough Jets defense, but also he, he'll be uh, splitting snaps too with Damian Harris and James Cook is probably the RB one here. But Damian Harris has shown great flashes when he was in New England, so we'll see. If you can sit James Cook this week. Next, I have Juju Juju Smith Schuster. I don't know if any of you saw that article, but it actually made me laugh. They said Juju Smith Schuster's knee could explode at any moment. Okay. That is crazy. That's not really what this is about, though, because apparently Juju said he's fine. Juju Juju could very well be the wide receiver one here all year long. Just not overall in fantasy. <laughs> that would be insane. I mean, on the Patriots. He could be the guy getting the targets, getting the receptions. But I see the Patriots struggling against this defense, and they're going against the Eagles. I, I see them struggling against the Eagles. Um, Eagles have a really good secondary. Mac Jones obviously didn't have a great year last year. Um, I could see him coming out of the gate struggling early, not being able to get the ball where he wants to, going against a really tough secondary, a team that just made the Super Bowl, although their defense was kind of exposed in the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, it's a very solid defense. Um, I just don't think think this offense is going to be clicking. I don't. I don't see it clicking. I don't see Juju being being super effective in this game i don't see the patriots offense being super effective in this game it's just how i see it and i i don't i don't mind juju this season he's he's one of my bench guys in one of my leagues and i don't mind him overall because he has a chance of being wide receiver one on this team and obviously this isn't a super pass heavy team but when you're wide receiver one on a team, I would t- I could take a chance on you, but I don't think that's going to really start this week. I don't think we're going to see a ton of a ton of juju action this week. So he's another sit for me. Um, and then my final sit, Pat Fryermuth, and this is brutal to say, because he's literally my starting tight end in one of my leagues, my main league. I'm in two leagues, just two main leagues. That those are the ones I pay attention to. Those are the ones that I'm fully focused in on. And Pat Fryermuth is my starting tight end in one of them. And I don't think he's going to have a good week this week. You might be in my position where you really don't have another option. I don't have another option. I'm starting Pat Fryermuth because nobody on the waivers is good. And I'm not just going to, I'm obviously not going to drop Pat Fryermuth because I think he's going to have a good season. But it's not going to start week one. They're going against my Niners. They're playing the 49ers. And. The Niners were dominant against opposing tight ends last season, and I have no reason to believe that they're not going to do that again. That's the reason Pat Fryermuth is a sit for me this week. Um, I wouldn't expect, and I actually believe that the Steelers could win this game, and I actually might pick them. I'll get into that in a bit. But I might be picking the Steelers. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. But it's based on how dominant the 49ers were all year last year against tight ends. They, like, gave up no points to opposing tight ends. So with that linebacker core, again, I think the Steelers might actually win this game. I don't think it's going to be a pretty one on both sides. But I'm not loving the Pat Fryer with matchup against the 49ers. So I would... 
you might be in the situation where you have to where you have to start him and I hope I hope he does I hope he proves me wrong he's my starting quarterback quarterback he's my starting tight end um although he's going against my Niners so I also wouldn't mind if he you know does not do well but I wouldn't expect a ton of production from Pat Fryermuth here in week one going against the Niners so there you have it five sits five starts fantasy football I'm so stoked we'll come back to these we'll come back to these five these 10 names uh next week and we'll see how I did we'll see if they did good if you should have listened to me maybe this can build some credibility and we'll see how good these guys do and we'll talk about it next week but until then we have to wait in anticipation because football Sunday, the first Sunday of football season is just two days away. Couldn't be more excited. Let's move on. Let's move on from fantasy football to week one predictions. And I am so pumped to get into these because I'm going to go over every game. And first, we're going to talk about last night's game. Now, you probably aren't going to believe me. I didn't make my picks. I didn't post my picks anywhere. Um, but I'm in a pool. I'm in a big family pool. And I had the Lions winning last night. I did. I chose the Lions. So they, they won. So I'm starting 1-0. You might not believe me, but it's literally true. I chose the Lions. Just to touch on that game a little bit, because obviously it already happened. Um, I don't think the Lions offense looked as great as it can. I think it's a scary sight. Because I think the Lions are a legit team this season. And their offense can be a lot better than it was last last night. And Dan Campbell is one of the coolest, most ballsy coaches. And going for it on your own 18... Faking a punt on your own 18-yard line? That is crazy. And if he didn't do that, they would have lost the game. That let him do a touchdown. So, great move from Dan Campbell. Uh, Amonor St. Brown, great. Jared Goff, he did good. He struggled early. The offense was slow. Then it picked up. Then it kind of slowed down again. I think the Lions offense is going to be great this season. And um, last night was just they, – they were slow at times. They were slow. Let me get a sip of water. They were slow, but they ended up winning the game. And as for the Chiefs, I don't blame Mahomes for that game one bit. He did everything he could. His receivers didn't make plays. Kadarius Tony had like four drops. Kadarius Tony was the worst player. He was like the MVP of the game for the Lions. I mean, he was so bad last night. He dropped the ball so many times. Mahomes put the ball in his hands. He couldn't catch it. I mean, that pick six was all Tony's fault. And that's gonna be go- that's gonna go against Mahomes on the stat sheet everywhere. But it was a perfectly placed football. There was not a single thing Patrick Mahomes could have done to prevent that. He did everything he needed to do. And Kadir's Tony hits him in the hands. And then uh, the Lions took it back for a pick six. That's the problem with this wide receiver room on the Chiefs is it's not good. It's not a good wide receiver room. And... Without Kelsey, obviously Kelsey's going to come back. This isn't a severe injury, but it's just interesting to see how Mahomes plays without Kelsey and how the Chiefs function. Now, they would have won that game if Kadarius Tony had the right amount of brain cells, but 
they still lost. And the offense wasn't clicking nearly as much as it was with Kelsey, as much as, as it is when Kelsey's on the field. So interesting game. Lions win by one. Great, great season opener for sure. But let's get into the Sunday slate. Start with probably the, this might be one of the better games of the stinking slate. Panthers-Falcons, divisional game. I I'm actually struggling on picking on who to pick. I'm a fan of the Panthers' defense. I think the Panthers have a really solid defense. Um, Bryce Young versus Desmond Ritter. Bryce Young, obviously uh, the first overall pick. What do you expect? Some rust probably. Some mistakes because he's getting used to the NFL level. I think the Panthers can. I think the Panthers are going to start the season kind of slow, and work their way up and finish strong. So I do have the Falcons winning this game. Bijan Robinson's probably going to have a good game. I don't know how to feel about Desmond Ritter yet. I just don't know how to feel about him. But I don't think. I just think this game is going to be good in terms of closeness. Um, I think we'll see a very close game, but I lean Falcons here. Not a whole lot else to say. Kind of boring, I guess. I said it was going to be great, but now that I'm thinking about it, it might not be. Like, it'll be good in terms, like I said, in terms of close game, even teams, but it's kind of boring. Okay, this game is boring. Talking about boring. Texans-Ravens. I expect a blowout here, to be honest. I expect the Ravens to come out and smack the jabbers out of the Texans. Texans are just young. They're new. They're figuring things out. Ravens are a solidified team. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. They brought in some receivers. Zay Flowers, Odell. I expect the Ravens to have a good game here. Um, They're probably the best survivor pick. If you're in a survivor pool, I would probably go Ravens this week. Um, I'm in a survivor pool. I'm going Ravens. Um, So not a whole lot to say here. CJ Stroud's going to be figuring things out. D'Amico Ryan's with his new new team again it's it's week one i just don't expect much from the texans and you shouldn't nobody should be expecting much from the texans they're probably a team who kind of similar to the panthers will try to figure things out as the season goes on so i I got ravens here this will be a good one Bengals and browns uh i actually had trouble picking a team here the Bengals are the better team but i'm a believer in the browns right now I'm a believer in the Browns right now, and I'm still going to go Bengals. It's tough for me to go against Joe Burrow in that wide receiver room, but I think this is going to be a really good overall game. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson could have a good game this game coming out against a solid defense, but like I said, I think he's going to find David Njoku a lot. I think he'll find his targets to Amari Cooper. I think it'll be a good divisional game. I wouldn't be super shocked if the Browns ended up winning, but it's just super tough for me to go against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. It's just such a good offense and solidified. Joe Burrow just got paid. He's going to play like he got paid. <laughs> Largest contract in NFL history for Joe Burrow. Shout out Joe Burrow. Give me the Bengals here, but I again, I wouldn't be super shocked if the Browns won. Kind of a boring game next. Jags and Colts. Excuse me. I expect the Jags to win this game. 
I'm a believer in Anthony Richardson. I think he is... He's coming in raw. He kind of gives me Trey Lance vibes um, in terms of being raw. Although the the only difference here is that Anthony Richardson's going to actually get a chance in the NFL. And Trey Lance didn't because his head coach didn't really know what to do. Um, they're on different teams, obviously. The Colts are not a win-now team. The 49ers are a win-now team. But hey, why'd you pick a quarterback that you knew maybe wasn't win-now on a win-now team? Not only did you pick him, you traded three first-round picks for him. Good job, offensive genius. This is so far from the point here. Anthony Richardson, I expect mistakes. Lots of them in this first game. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to be a good quarterback. I mean, that's kind of my prediction. I'm a fan of Anthony Richardson's game, but he's super raw, and he's going to have to figure things out and that's that's how you get better is you figure things out so his first nfl game against the jags who are a playoff team probably going to win their division i just expected the jags to come out firing on offense especially with the addition of calvin ridley obviously that offense was very good last year with uh trevor lawrence and uh, christian kirk travis Etienne, evan ingram even towards the end of the last season uh, but then you got then you throw in calvin ridley you throw calvin ridley into the mix and that just levels up the offense to a whole nother level so <laughs> um Give me the Jacks here pretty simply, pretty easily. Uh, next game, Bucks vikings Talked about it a little, touchdown in a bit. Got to go Vikings here. Like I said earlier, I think they're going to win this game by a touchdown or so. But I'm not high on the Bucks this season. But like I said, I do think this is going to be a very high-tempo game, fast-tempo. Uh, but I, I, the Vikings are just better, straight up. They're just a better team. And I'm going to have to lean them. Kirk Cousins, uh, Jay Jettis, I think that team is just too that offense is just too talented um kirk cousins is a million times better than baker mayfield and the defense on the 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 vikings defense is better than the bucks everything on the vikings is pretty much better than the bucks so again i don't think the bucks are like not going to score i don't think it's just going to be some crazy blowout game i do think the bucks are going to put up some points in a slight bit of a fight but i lean vikings um not even lean i'm going vikings i i just think they're going to take this game pretty simply pretty easily okay Next, Titans Saints could be an interesting game. I'm not sold on the Titans, so I'm going Saints here. I'm a believer in Derek Carr. I'm a believer in this wide receiver room. Uh, Chris Olave should have a good season. A healthy Michael Thomas could be an extremely valuable piece of this offense. And um, the Saints defense is always good every year. I just don't like. I don't think this addition of DeAndre Hopkins does a lot. It does a little because DeAndre Hopkins is still a very good receiver. He's not once what he used to be. He's not quite what he once was. Um, but I, he's so good. I just don't think this addition of DeAndre Hopkins flips the script of the Tennessee Titans. I, I, don't, I, I just don't see it that way. I think the Titans will be okay this year. They have a bad quarterback. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is not enough. I mean, if you listen to my last episode, you know that I'm just not a believer in Ryan Tannehill at all. I just think he's not good enough to do pretty much anything. This offense is reliant on Derrick Henry. And maybe if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, they can take a little bit of that off him. But it's just the Titans, to me, it's sad because... 
first off, they just dropped the most fire uniforms, arguably, in NFL history. Those throwback Oiler ones. Um, the the idea of the Titans can be okay, but I just I just don't see the Titans having a good year. And I am, hey, I don't mind the Saints this year, man. I don't mind the Saints. This is their best quarterback since Drew Brees. They have, they have weapons for him. Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara is obviously suspended four games, but he'll be back. Jamal Williams in there. This Saints team is sneaky, man. I think they're going to win that division. It's a weak division, so I think they're going to win it. They have a relatively simple schedule and a very good defense. I think the Saints win this game. And I think the Saints can be a can be a little bit of a surprising team this year. I think we'll see them with a decent amount of wins. All right, this is a good one. The Niners versus the Steelers. And I'm a Niner fan, obviously. But I have so many opinions about this game. And the the okay. I'm struggling to find the words. The 49ers won't be ready. I know Nick Bosa's back, which makes me want to... It it urges me a little to flip my opinion here. I just don't think the Niners are going to be ready. And I don't think they ever are week one. But you know who is going to be ready? You know who's going to have his team ready? Mike Tomlin. Because that's what Mike Tomlin does. He has his guys ready. He has his guys discipline. It's week one. Anything can happen. Catch a team sleeping. And I just don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to have the 49ers ready. Obviously, from a talent perspective, it's not even close. The 49ers are a way more talented team than the Steelers. The 49ers are probably the most talented team in the league. I just don't think they're going to be ready, and I don't think they're going to be disciplined enough for game one. I think Mike Tomlin's going to have his guys ready. I know getting Nick Bosa back is great. If Nick Bosa wasn't here, if Nick Bosa was not playing week one, because it pretty much sounds like he's going to play, he just signed that massive deal. If Nick Bosa wasn't going to play week one, I'm like for sure picking the Steelers. Since he's here, obviously makes the defense a billion times better. It's more, it's it makes it more of a conversation for me. But even last year, I, I know it was an in, insanely one of the rainiest games of the season against the Bears. It was. But it wasn't just that that made that team so bad. It was the penalties. It was how unorganized the team looked on in every aspect of the game. And, and the defense, penalty after penalty after penalty. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So I don't... And even the year before that, we won. We played the Lions. We won the game. But we almost blew a massive lead. Like, we started pretty solidly, actually. And then we just, like, after, like, the first couple drives, we just gave up, blew it. I don't know. It was just bad. I just think that's how the Niners kind of are. Week one, you don't really know what you're going to get. You're not going to get week 16 49ers. You're never going to get that in week one because they just they need that time. They need preparation. Kyle Shanahan doesn't like to start season strong. He starts them bad every year. I don't see the 49ers coming disciplined, coming prepared for this game. And I see Mike Tomlin Steelers coming disciplined and coming prepared. So I'm actually going to lean Steelers on this game. Yeah, 
I'm going Steelers. I, I, I think I am. And again, my, my opinions might change. I'm going to post, I think, a photo of uh, my picks before Sunday. But if things change, things change. But right now, I'm going Steelers. <sighs> Let's move on. Cardinals. Cardinals, Commanders. Bull ring. Give me the Commanders. The Cardinals are going to be bad this season. Kyler Murray's not starting. Um, they're just bad everywhere. There's literally, I have like nothing to say about the Arizona Cardinals. They're just a bad team all around. The Commanders aren't a bad team. They're solid. Sam Howell is their starting quarterback, which raises question marks, obviously. But he's got things to work with. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin. I don't know. I just think this game's going to be boring. I, will, I have no desire to tune in. There's an, <laughs> Give me the commanders, but I don't expect much from this game, really. Packers and Bears, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go Packers here, and I see a lot of people going Bears, and I think that's very fair. I think it's going to be a solid game. I think these, obviously, they're longtime rivals, um, so it's always fun when those two face off. But I'm, I'm going to go Packers here. And I know and the interesting thing here, which actually happened like not 10 minutes before I did this, which makes me want to actually now that I'm now that I'm actually processing this information, I'm about to say kind of makes me on the fence. Christian Watson isn't playing and Romeo Dobbs is questionable. So I don't really know what to do, actually, now that I'm thinking about all this. Christian Watson is not playing. Romeo Dobbs might not play. That doesn't give Jordan Love a lot to work with. And the big one of the bigger reasons why I was on board with the Packers this week is because of Christian Watson. I think he's going to help out Jordan Love a lot. He's not going to be there. And even Romeo Dobbs might not be there. I might switch to the Bears here for that reason. Uh, I'm, I'm calling an audible here. I think I'm going Bears just because there's no Christian Watson. And a potentially no Romeo Dobbs. But overall, I think uh, Jordan Love can... He's had time. He's sat behind one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football for years now. This is finally his team. Coming out of the gates, he might show some... Might make some mistakes. Might be some rust to shake off. Not even Russ. There was really not enough time for Russ to even build, really. Because um, he hasn't really played NFL level a whole lot. But yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of calling an audible here. And I'm going with the Bears, I think, actually. Just because there's no Christian Watson. But I think I'm, I'm a fan of Jordan Love. I think he can actually be pretty solid, especially with Christian Watson. So once those guys kind of get going together, Christian Watson will probably play week two. Uh, so... I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Bears here, but I think it, it could it could be a good game. I wish Christian Watson was playing, uh, but I'm a believer in the Packers. Really, I think they're kind of being underrated. They don't have great run defense. Um, Secondary is not bad though. Raiders Broncos. I think the I'm a, again, dude. I just think the Sean Payton revamp Broncos offense is going to be a lot better than what we saw last season. The Raiders. It's interesting because the Raiders have weapons. I mean, they have Devon. They have the best. They literally have the best wide receiver in football. Okay, you might be able to say second now. You could say Justin Jefferson took that spot. But he's literally arguably the best wide receiver in football. And last year, led the, the guy who led the league in rushing yards, Josh Jacobs, who's one of the better, best running backs in football, too. But then you look at the quarterback. And then it's like, oh, well, that, none of that matters anymore. 
I guess having a running back, Jess, because Jimmy loves his running backs, Jimmy can only survive. Can only survive if he has a good running back. If he doesn't, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible regardless, though, because um, that's who Jimmy Garoppolo is. This Raiders secondary is not good. Again, I just think the, the Broncos offense is going to look good with this new Sean Payton game plan. It'll look different. Cortland Sutton with Russell Wilson. Even Javante Williams, who I'm kind of sold on this year. I'm not going to lie. I know he's coming off. I think he had like two tears. He had an ACL tear, but I think something else tore. He's coming off a brutal injury, but I could see Javante Williams getting a workload because they like to work. Dude, they were working him big time when he was splitting with Melvin Gordon, and now Melvin Gordon's gone, and this is his backfield. I think the Broncos easily take this game. I'm I'm so I'm so confident that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be bad. I mean, I'm actually so pumped to watch and see Jimmy Garoppolo fail because it, not in like a mean or malicious way, just because of how many people love Jimmy out there. Like how many Niner fans think he was like the reason for our success or something. Like he actually played a part in that. Um, no, just 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 to show them like, hey, this is the guy you guys love. He's going to be so bad. It's going to be hilarious. So give me the Broncos here uh, on this AFC West battle. Okay, Dolphins-Chargers. This is going to be a good game. This is one of the games I'm actually really, really looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins here. I think this game could go either way, though. But I'm going to go Dolphins. I, I like Tua. I like this offense. Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle proved to be the best one-two wide receiver punch in the league. Tua, as long as he doesn't get rocked in the head, he should be fine. Um, you know, we saw Tua last season playing at an extremely high level, pretty much until he played the 49ers. Once they played the Niners week, what was that, week 12 maybe? No. Was it week 12? Maybe it was 13, maybe 14. Might have been later. I think it was early December, so it was probably later. Um, but Tua was playing extremely well last season up until the 49er game. And I kind of expect that offense to come out. I'm a, I'm a fan of Mike uh, Mike McDaniel, I, and, I, and I kind of expect the offense to come out. Like it did last season with Tua really firing on all cylinders, man. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are the clear-cut number number one wide receiver duo in the league. Uh, and this defense is good. This 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 Dolphins defense is good. But I I'm also I also like the Chargers here too. Um, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. They have weapons on offense, and they're tough to vote against too. The only interesting thing is how this this Chargers defense isn't as good as it should be, and we all know that. This Chargers defense should be better, but it's not. And it's kind of an interesting kind of an interesting case because I thought that the Chargers defense last year was going to be really, really good. They didn't show that, though. They showed to be, meh. They were pretty mediocre. So um, I'm going to lean Dolphins here. I think this might be game of the day, though. Game of the day, game of the week. Um, well, okay, then you got Bills and Jets. That'll probably be like game of the day, game of the week. Um, but anyways, I think this might be one of the better games on the Sunday slate. And... Uh, I'm going to lean Miami, though. Close game, though. But give me Miami. Next, Eagles, Patriots. Interesting game. 
Uh, obviously, the Patriots have a solid defense, good run defense. I just think the offense is so questionable right now. Uh, I don't like I because I, I brought up who was I talking about? I was talking about uh, Juju as a sit in fantasy. I don't think this offense is going to click at all this this week. I just think they're going to kind of be rattled around by the Eagles. Um, Mac Jones, I don't expect a good game. I'm not expecting a high-producing offensive game from anybody on this team, really. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson at the most, but even then, I don't. I don't even expect a ton from Ramondre Stevenson. Um, he'll probably be the best player on the on the team, though, but because uh, they like to run the ball. But you know, I don't expect Ramondre Stevenson to have a fantastic game. He'll he'll probably be all right. I just don't see the the Patriots producing much against the reigning NFC champions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Eagles in this game. Uh, like I said, I just think the offense might look kind of messy to start the season for the Patriots. So next is an NFC West battle: Rams Seahawks. No Cooper Cup for the Rams. They actually say Cooper Cup might land on the IR, so I'd put him out for four weeks at least. Uh, so, Ram, whoops, Rams fans, that's not good news. I gotta go Seahawks here. Last year they were just better. Obviously the Rams were hurt last year with Stafford and Cup, but without Cooper Cup, I don't see this offense functioning nearly as well as it should. This offense needs Cooper Cup. He's literally a top five receiver right now. But without him, and with how poor they looked last season, and the departure of even Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, who's not what he once used to be, but still is a very good corner. I don't see the Rams really producing much. Uh, I see the Seahawks having a solid game. I I like this. I don't like the Seahawks, but in terms of their team, I think they're going to be good this year. Uh, I think Geno. I'm not. I'm, and I'm not even the biggest Geno Smith fan. I think Geno Smith is kind of a guy that can just get the job done. At times, he might look to be really good. At times, he might not look to be good. I can see him looking pretty solid. I can see him looking pretty good on Sunday. Um, and I like their backfield, too, the, the Seahawks. And they got the receivers. They I, they just have a complete offense, I feel like. And I, I see them messing around with the Rams here and winning this game. I think the Seahawks are going to have a pretty compelling season this year. Not Super Bowl or anything like that. Because I, I don't – it was some sort of expert, you know, expert – we don't know how true that is, but they were talking about how the Seahawks are going to make the Super Bowl, which no shot they're not doing that. He had them making the Super Bowl, not winning it though, but regardless, the Seahawks aren't going to do that. But anyways, I'm taking the Seahawks to win this game. I think they'll be solid. Sunday Night Football. This should be a good game. Also, I have CeeDee Lamb. Cowboys and Giants. Uh, I have CeeDee Lamb on one of my fantasy teams. So that I'm looking forward to watching CeeDee Lamb. So Cowboys, Giants. This should be a good game. I'm a believer in the Cowboys, though. I really am. I think, that, and I and I hate that I am because I don't like the Cowboys at all. I literally can't stand them. But I think the Cowboys are going to be really good this season. I think they have a recipe for a really good team. Plus, they have Trey Lance, which obviously is not going to play a lot. But that was a good pickup. Um, the Cowboys team is super complete, and the only thing you really, really can question is this whole Dak Prescott situation because Dak Prescott is obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, he's not 
a bottom tier quarterback. He's really he's a solid quarterback. It's just his turnover problem that he has. He's a turnover machine all the time, and that can be detrimental for a team, obviously. So that's the biggest question mark for the Cowboys. They have a good run game with Tony Pollard. They have an amazing receiving core. They have an amazing defense with Michael Parsons leading the way. I'm going to take Cowboys here because I'm not even super, super, super sold on the Giants yet. I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy, so I'm going to go Cowboys here. But I think this is a good Sunday night game. I think it's going to be a good primetime game. And lastly, we have the Bills and Jets. This is going to be a phenomenal game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think both defenses are going to go at it. And I might lean Jets here. I think we're going to see the Jets pull out a close win. Maybe even by a field goal or something, like a game-winning field goal, like in the final seconds or something. I think the Jets are going to win this game. I think I'm, I'm a believer in this entire team. I, I think their defense is literally top three. Uh, their offense might even be top three. It just depends on how they kind of function with Aaron Rodgers. But if they function well, that this offense is really going to be tough to beat. So... Give me the Jets here. I think it's going to be a great game. I have Josh Allen in my fantasy, one of my leagues. So he's a guy that I will be rooting for and hoping he puts up lots of numbers. But I'm kind of leaning Jets in this game. Like I said, I'm a believer in Aaron Rodgers, and I'm a believer in this team. I think that they could play really, really well this season and come out the gates. Maybe okay. We don't know. This game is going to be low scoring. I think it'll be a low scoring battle. I think the deep because it's just two really good defenses, but it's two really good offenses. This and yeah, this is a good game. This is one I'm really stoked for. So I'm gonna go Jets. Low scoring. Still don't trust Aaron Rodgers as a QB one in fantasy yet, so I'd still sit him. But yes, give me the Jets. And there you have it. All my predictions. Week one. Every single game. I'm pumped. Gonna be more excited for the football season to come around. So there. We had every week one prediction and my five starts and five sits. Favorite starts and sits for fantasy football for week one. And that's going to be it for me today. And I'm so, so grateful for everyone out there still listening. If you are, you know you can find me on social media. We can probably find clips and news about the show on Instagram at the nightshift.pod, on TikTok at the nightshiftpod, and on Twitter at the nightshift. Two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. If you're listening on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, be sure to leave a rating, leave a review, five stars, any of that. However, that certain platform does it. You can leave a thumbs up, subscription, anything like that. I would really, really appreciate that. Help the channel grow. Help the help the show grow. And if you ever want to hop on the show, just let me know. You know, you could hit me on Instagram, email, any of that. You know, the link is in the description of the show here. And everybody out there listening, again, so grateful and thankful. Let's go have an awesome week one. We'll be back here next week to go over all my picks, my starts and sits, see how that all turned out. And we'll be previewing week two, of course, and talking about any interesting things that happen in week one. So again, everybody out there listening, thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.